1: Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
3: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
4: Good morning to you, Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio. Live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com, the official tire expert of The Dan Patrick Show. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. Try the tire decision guide. Get a full line of Vredestein tires. Special offers, free roadhouse protection, and mobile tire installation. Tirec.com, the way tire buying should be. Dan Beyer alongside. I'm Doug Gottlieb. We were talking about the new or set to be new uh, NCAA College Football 2025 video game. And Jason Stewart, our esteemed producer, brought up a, a great point, right? It's like the the rite of passage is when your son beats you in Madden.
5: Right? It, it, and. I mean, my son always beat me in Madden because I would let him win. But we got to a certain point where I'm like, OK, I'm going to actually try to beat him. And then for many, many months or whatever, he couldn't beat me. And the first time he did, that was like a hallmark moment in our relationship. Like, I tried to beat you and you beat me. Uh, humbling. And But I, I I remember it well. I remember
4: it well. Uh, So that's something to look forward for you to to Dan is, is when your son beats you straight up at Madden, you know, it's like, there's also like bat one-on-one, you know, one-on-one, when do I start to play? When do I like my, my son beat me one time we were playing like to five or something out in the driveway. And my son's a good little ball player. He just has yet to truly grow. So, um, you know, and it was one of those deals where he's like, let's play. And, he threw in a couple shots, and next thing you know, I'm like, "Oh, it's like four nothing. It's game on, right?" And then he threw in a shot to win the game. I was like, "Ooh!" So ever since, I had to play hard. And he's like, "Why were we playing so hard? Were you like super aggressive? I'm like, dude, you played, you beat me, you talked ish for months on end. I know, I, I have that has to be the exception, not the rule. There'll be a time when I'll be unable to beat him." Time is not right now. How soon? Twenty-four months? No. Uh 24 months. Yeah, probably. All right. Probably. Probably.
6: Um. I mean is that, that, you also, he obviously gets older, but
4: you get older as no, well. That, no, no yeah, doubt. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. I mean, I, I honestly one of the coolest things is playing basketball with your son. Like I under I understand on some level the LeBron thing, not on all levels just because Ronnie's so not ready, you know, not close to being ready. But, um, yeah, I, um, I understand the LeBron thing, because I play pickup basketball with my son, and it's a pretty enjoyable experience. I find,
6: and again, my son is going to be three in the next couple of months. But what I also find so intriguing, whether it be about Madden or it be about college football, is – not only how it's translated into the actual game of kids people like us were doing things 10 20 30 years ago that now teams are doing because they find advantageous in their games you know there's the magnification of of football but it's also on how this generation learns football by the defenses, no question. I just loved deep outs and quick slants, like truly, like the one when we were playing. That those are the the two plays. Now to watch, and and obviously the really good ones are, are magnificent at it. But you're looking at a zone defense. You're looking at you know where they are with the linebackers, with their personnel is on the field. Like it is, it is really educated another level to football, and it's it's Life of its own is an understatement, but it's
4: crazy. I'll give I'll give you this is a real thing. When I started in this business and I've I've kinda done it just about every year, is I'll play Madden and now obviously now I can play Madden, but even before I had kids, I would still I was still a Madden guy. And one of the reasons I would always get the game, free or otherwise, as soon as it came out, was because it helps you it helps jog the memory of who is where. Mm. It really does. It's like ah, yeah. And now the games are so good that they updated in real time. Like we play we play two K as well. So I can beat him at two K. I can't beat him at Madden. He's too good. Now part of it is he plays as Lamar Jackson in Madden. And if you think it's hard to tackle Lamar Jackson in real life, try a video game. <laughs> and I'm I'm just I'm bad at uh at defensively, like I, I'm like a one-track mind. Like I'm not good at playing defensive back. He's done all the drills and stuff, so he knows how to bat down passes more. I just try and rush the passer and let the computer play the rest.
5: That's a great point that I I never thought about. Is that we've been in this business long enough that like doing the video game manual updates of rosters yes. was our only oppor- was our was their only choice. There was no automatic update, so like. Our prep for our jobs was being done, and it was actually pretty fun. I'm kind of a nerd that way. I like yeah. to update rosters and yes. make sure they're up to date, and you learn the team. so Yes,
4: yes. It's I, an I,
5: osmosis.
4: I, I bring it back up because if you're just joining us, the, the story is that EA Sports is like, hey, we're going to pay all the college football players 600 bucks, And you got people going like, man, that's not a lot of, that's not a lot of money. Right? So you just gotta, you you gotta factor in, um, you gotta factor in like some of the costs, right? There's hundred and thirty four schools, hundred thirty four schools, eighty five kids on scholarship, right? How's that, how's anybody with math with that? Can anybody do quick math? Are you guys any of you guys can do the like? Oh, that's that's no. ten thousand four hundred and sixty three. Did You is say enough? 134 times what? 134 times uh 85? 85, yeah.
6: It's around eighteen
4: 000. thousand. Yep.
6: Times six hundred. No, <laughs> oh, did that. Yeah, me. I know. No, just it's just me. the
4: raw cost. I'm laughing
6: at okay. Actually it's around eleven, it's eleven thousand three hundred ninety okay. times what again? Six hundred? Six hundred. All right, six point <laughs> eight million dollars. Okay. Six point eight million.
4: Six point eight million dollars. So you're like, man, they're not paying anything. Like, dude, it's actually $6.8 million. Like, so all they got to do is make more than $6.8 million and they're they're making money. Like, no, that's not how it works either. (laughs) There's R&D, game developers, marketing, licensing fees for schools, which, by the way, is where the real value is and when you pull together this is the thing when you pull together all of your rights this is what it is that's what it'll look like you want to collectively bargain fine you can do that but just know that there's a chance you make less not more you go go ahead Dan. how many how many guys
6: you take you talking about NIL and you touched on this a little bit earlier but realistically you know as we we're talking about naming players on on the on a top Level team. Let's just take Michigan, national champions. Yeah. How many of those guys really deserve to be paid for the name, image, and likeness that they will provide to to have people buy the game and play the game? Very minimal. So you're talking about you're paying seventy other kids six
4: hundred dollars yes. for no value whatsoever. Right. That that's the that's kind of been my point yeah. the whole time. Which is like we think that so many guys have value, and the truth is they just don't, right? They just don't. And uh, again, if you if it's a collectively thing, all pooled together, like that, that's what happens. And uh, I, you know, that's that's about probably about right, probably about right. I mean, the real reason the reason they discontinued the college basketball game was they didn't make enough money that's it they didn't make enough money. the reason they discontinued the college football game probably relatively the same and there's probably there's a fear of litigation back then right when you had all those uh, cheat codes but it's really simple like I I honestly believe this what they will do is if the players are like nah we want more they're all right we'll just go and we won't put your names on it we'll just put random numbers out there yep. And as long as we have the schools and guess what? People will still buy it. And EA Sports is going to try to block people from
6: manually adding names and totally fine. When you play a dynasty mode, which again cannot be understated, I cannot. It, it is it is amazing to me on how many people I know that just love to recruit and yeah. it will be in season 2032. With made-up names anyway, they yeah. don't care about anybody on the current rosters right now. They don't even play the games, by the way. They simulate the games so
4: they can get to the off to recruit again. It's it's literally the only people ever who actually like recruiting. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, so, and and by the way, high school recruiting doesn't mean anything anymore. It's all about portal recruiting. Have, sure, you gotta have the portal, right? Gotta have the yes. portal. That's gonna be amazing feature in the portal. And guys like only after their fourth game, not wanting to play because they don't want to burn their redshirt year and they want to put themselves in the portal for next year. Like, there's all kinds of creative stuff you can do. But the the other point, and I know you'll have people that sit there and go like, well, Michigan just won the national championship. And a, a dynasty mode, or if you go like the old dynasties, like those guys' names actually have some value. Like, who wouldn't want to play as Johnny Manziel? Sure. Right? Exactly. But... His name, image and likeness was created because of his play in college football. It was it wasn't cart ahead of horse It was he went out and played and played otherworldly well and then established the name image likeness. which again, by the like, look, I'll always push back on the Texas AM and m wouldn't have expanded their stadium like Texas A&M. Every seat has been full before Johnny Menzel, since Johnny Menzel. Was there a fervor when they were winning and he was uh, Johnny football? Yes, of course there was. Yes, Um, it helped out. They had Mike Evans, who was amazing and guy, other guys stepped up to make plays. But the point is absolutely. But the, you know, the difference in value of Texas a football before and after, like it's still every seat is filled. You know? Um, but the point is that you have to, it's the, we're talking about players that have yet to make a name for themselves being paid for their name, image, and likeness. And I'm sure you wish you sit there and go like, man, I just, how about what my value is going to be after I ball out, if I win the Heisman, the Doak Walker Award, the the Walter Camp Award, or whatever, like, yeah. But you can benefit from that, and maybe in some sort of, you know, dynasty mode or in everything else that you do. It's really going to also be our
6: first look, our first taste of the 12-team playoff. Yeah. When you're playing that great, That's great. You know, like, you're going to... Will they
4: have, in dynasty mode, will they have your team leave your conference or (laughs) join another conference and your head coach, uh, your head coach takes a $4 million pay cut to become the offensive coordinator for a new team in your conference. Uh... I still think that's the craziest story I've ever heard. Like, and I understand. Doug Gottlieb, Dan Byron in for Dan, Dan, Etz, Dan Patrick show. Like, have we stopped to think about that is a real thing that really happened? And we just part of it was was it was it was it, was it after the Super Bowl or was it before the Super Bowl? My timeline. There's been so much stuff going on. The Chip Kelly. Yes, it was during the Super Bowl. Right. Yeah. So I mean, I, I granted it's Super the Bowl biggest. Week, yeah. It's the biggest game on earth, right? But there wasn't a lot of other stuff going on. The head coach of UCLA, who wasn't getting fired. Now, I I've, do. I I've always thought the reason Chip did it was he thought he knows he's going to get fired at the end of this season, right? They the buyout dropped to like nothing after this season, and I'm sure he won a new contract. And when he went to to his AD, Martin Jarman, with with it, hey, I'm interviewing for all these people. Can we redo the contract? They're like, mm, we're good. And UCLA feels like they can't compete in the NIL world. Yeah, because it's hard to get transfers in. It's really hard to get grad students in. And they just don't have the money or, you know, can't pay in the NIL world in comparison to the Ohio states of the world. So he's like, I don't have to recruit. I'll make six figures and I have better players than everybody else, and I just get to coach offense. Like, I get it, but he left the head coaching job at UCLA to be the offensive coordinator at Ohio State, and he's not from Ohio. There's not, like, some emotional tie there. Like, that's the craziest story I've ever heard in coaching. No, 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 no. I'm going to take a $4 million pay cut. There is Ryan
6: Day. There is, and they were together at New Hampshire...
4: Great. Like, no, that, who you work for is really important. <laughs> yes. You know, and Ryan Day, I don't know if it's a real beard or not a real beard or what the real color of that beard is. I don't actually care. Okay. I don't care. We all go through follic stuff. I don't have <laughs> my thing with not just with the hair. It is strong. Yes. But, but also like, look, I can tell you, like I've never grown a beard, but I, I've always, there's that connector thing that I feel like has always been yeah. missing. So it'd be a little straggly. Sometimes those beards are so strong, they're like the sun. I yes. can't look directly at it. Yeah, it's really shy. Yeah, There's definitely some polish going on there. A little something. Um, So, I don't know. I'm excited about the game, but I'm reasonable about the sport. And I think, and I, I said this yesterday on my show. By the way, the Doug Gottlieb Show, Dan's uh, on it with me. It's daily, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific. This, one of the things that we're doing is we're setting kids up for Failure in real life. In real life, because they they're making, and we could go in on a podcast into what they're really making. But most of these kids at the high level schools at Ohio State are making six figures. Well, they're going to stop playing football pretty soon, and their first job offer, somebody's going to sit there and go like, oh, "We're going to offer you, you know, you played Ohio State, we love you, you want to do sales." you know, medical sales, 80 grand base with it. And they're like, I'm not 80 grand. I was just making 175 at Ohio State. Like, that's not the real world, dude. Right? That's not the real world. It just isn't. It's like when you, it's like when you set your kids up for failure when you ask them to do a, a menial chore and you overpay them for it. And Then they just become kind of entitled and we're building that up. And look, I understand the world has changed, and the money is so obscene that these schools are bringing in because of their football players. That 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 you 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 want to give them a feeling of what it's like to have some. And there's some really good stories. Like there are some kids that kid at Florida bought his mom a house. There are plenty of kids that give back, but a high percentage of them get the money. They don't know what to do with it. And we're not setting themselves up for future success by putting that money away, letting it grow for them. I mean, imagine when you're in college, and you have money. Anybody who got any sort of money in college ran through it. That's generally what you do. And now we're overpaying them for something that really not that valuable. Most of them aren't. And when they get out of college, it's going to be a really rude awakening. Really rude awakening. we got a lot to get to here. I'm Doug Gottlieb. He's Dan Byer. We're in for Dan and the Danettes here on the Dan Patrick Show. Three former Chicago Bulls are doing their own version of the last dance. We'll try and dig into why next on the Dan Patrick Show.
3: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
7: Fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
4: The utterly inspired all-electric EQE sedan from Mercedes-Benz with hundreds of customizable comfort settings inside the cabin. It's the EV that recharges you. The vehicle's all electric, the feelings all Mercedes. Learn more at MBUSA.com slash EQE. So, second half of the season, which is really not the second half of the season, stretch run of the season began last night, and some other worldly performances. Jokic, we mentioned, perfect game, 10 for 10, and a triple-double. Luka and the Mavericks take down the Suns. Luka, what do you have, 41 points? What was the stat line there, Dan Byer?
6: 41, 41, 11 and 9. So just, uh, I think, one rebound away from the triple-double.
4: And, um, and this one's a big one, is Oklahoma City demolished The Clippers, okay? Granted, first game out of the break in Oklahoma City, right? And I think that the season, it's going to look different for the Thunder once you get into the playoffs um, and the physicality cranks up and the fact that they have a lot of youth, but they're going to be a top four seed. So it's just a really interesting snapshot. And then you have LeBron not playing last night, which we're we're told ankle, but he didn't play the game before the All-Star game, didn't play this game, and suddenly that ankle magically expected to play tonight. And this, of course, is coming off an all star game where there was minimal effort at best and a lot of calls for, like, what are we doing here? Mark Stein joins us. Of course, NBA correspondent at Substack. And if you want to download a podcast uh, in regards to what's going on in the NBA, I got one for you. It's called The League Uncut. He and Chris Haynes, you know, the insider Chris Haynes, of course, you see on TNT, Um, find it wherever you download podcasts. He joins us now on The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. I um, look. I understand LeBron's thirty-nine. I get that this was probably pre-planned, but it is the Warriors. It is the welcome back to the league. It is trying to build momentum, and I think most of the other stars who were capable played last night. But it does. It does Stine, play into the narrative of these guys? They just they still won't play on these nationally televised games when they need to play to help the league.
3: I really don't think it's that. To me, if he's not playing, it tells me that it's a real injury because the Lakers cannot afford nobody in the West can afford to, you know, not be at full strength if it's an option. I mean, no you know, the Lakers have assured themselves of nothing yet. They're still in the playing zone where nobody wants to be and this season's West is so much tougher. So I'm looking at it more as, you know, is this thing worse than we anticipated Uh, you know he did play in the all-star game but you know lebron's all-star weekend participation at this point is you know he he comes in day of game he always does two years in a row now we've seen him do he'll do a press conference a few hours before the game and you know he said there i'm you know i'm going to play a little bit but you're not going to see me out there a lot so i mean if i'm the lakers you know they they have to hope that this really is minor because, you know, they clearly have, you know, their their only chance to make playoff noise starts with having LeBron and AD at full capacity. And, you know, they've spent the whole season trying to get their lineups right, their rotations right. And, you know, they're hoping that Spencer Dinwiddie can make a difference off the buyout market. They're still hoping Gabe Vincent can come back and do something late in the season for them after injury has, Basically spoiled his first season as the Laker completely. But I mean, if the Lakers, that's you know that's that's my concern. Is you know LeBron was so durable throughout his career, but in Lakerland, something has you know there's been an injury concern almost every season in Lakerland, and so I'm sure they're just they're you know if if this proves to be minor, they will be thrilled beyond words
6: where are the Warriors right now? Because they are playing some good basketball. They beat the Lakers last night. They had a road trip where they just won, I believe, four or five. Golden State seemingly turning it on. Where are the Warriors who, by the way, I just have to point this out, past the Lakers in the lost column in the standings. Uh, they had their postponed games earlier. But where's Golden State right now?
3: Yeah, I think they feel pretty good about things. Obviously, we've seen you know, Kubinga and Brandon Pajemski. Their roles have been expanded. They've moved Clay Thompson to the bench, which, you know, is easier said than done. I always say this about the Warriors. You know, from the outside, we talk about they should do this, they should do that. But the Warriors, they just face a different set of circumstances than pretty much anybody in the league because of the four championships in eight years, and the guys who participated in those championships are royalty. And you don't just You know, it took them a long time to say, you know what, Clay, we think coming off the bench is best for you. You can understand why that's difficult when he played such a pivotal role in four title teams. But, you know, the young guys have really played well. I mean, Kuminga, you can see now why the the Warriors have been swatting away trade interest in this guy for the last 12 to 18 months because he's really become – their second best player. And Draymond Green has come back from the suspension and is really quarterbacking the D. And, you know, they, they I think they're going to, you know, the, how high up the West ladder, again, the West is just so deep and so stacked. You know, a year ago, Sacramento with 48 wins was able to get the number three seed. There were only 250 win teams in the West, which is really abnormal for the modern West. And this year, Sacramento's basically on the same pace, and they started, they came out of the break in eighth. So it's just just super bunched up, and I think Golden State is one of those teams that, you know, whether it's, you know, I don't know that they can get as high as six, but nobody's going to want to see those guys in the first round, and I think that's the way they look at it, to just, if they can get to the playoffs healthy, get Chris Paul back, you know, nobody's going to want to see them. Because you got to deal with Steph Curry.
4: Okay, what about the Bucks? Right, probably the most talked about team here this week because yeah, of sure. JJ Redick's uh, comment about Doc Rivers lacking accountability. They've struggled, although they haven't been healthy since Doc took over. What's the status of the? What's the state of the Bucks right now?
3: Yeah, I think I totally agree. I mean, they're really a team that everyone is looking at because. It's only been three and seven since Doc took that job over. You know, I I still think that they can be a playoff factor. But, you know, I came into the season, I was really a believer. I thought the Bucks were going to be the best team in the East. And Boston has just been, you know, Boston is having really as good a regular season as you can have. They're just in every single category you can come up with. Boston just jumps off the page. Uh, you know, I'm, you know, I'm. I'm certainly not ready to rule out that the Bucks can, you know, be what they thought they could come playoff time. But you know, they're certainly running out of time, and they have played better defense than Stock has gotten there. I mean, their defensive numbers are certainly better. But you know, it's weird. The only time I've seen them in person since Stock took over was when they came to Dallas and came all the way back from 25 down and won that game and, and really put together an impressive second half. But, you know, time is short. They really scoured the market for upgrades at the trade deadline. They wanted to do something – probably more substantial than they did, but they just didn't really have many trade assets left after everything they gave up to get Damian Lillard. So we saw them. They brought in Pat Beverly. They've gone to the buyout market to get Danilo Gallinari. So they've strengthened somewhat, probably as much as they reasonably could. But, I mean, Boston just looks like a monster.
4: I mean...
6: <laughs> They're really I-
4: good. They're really, really, really good.
6: Um, I, you know, I, I just have one on... on uh, a follow up on the Bucks, because this may be blasphemous. But Yan and, and because of Giannis's numbers and who he is, this may be a reason. But does he need to bear more responsibility for them not having the success? Because there's, as Doug said, a lot of darts at Doc Rivers. It's been Dame Lillard, it's been Adrian Griffin. Does Giannis need to take any ownership of what's been going on in Milwaukee this season and you know, maybe even last?
3: I think ultimately he will if they don't do well in the playoffs because, you know, the focus is always on the stars. But, you know, there's probably, I think, probably why you hear less of it is because, you know, in Milwaukee there's this constant fear that, you know, he might get upset and want to go. And, you know, it's why we saw them so aggressively make the move for Damian Lillard right before the season. You know, even they make the trade – and Giannis actually signed a contract extension. But there's still kind of that you know, lurking fear that, oh, my God, what if he decides he wants to go somewhere else, even though there's really been no evidence to suggest that that's something he's even thinking about. But, yeah, look, I think after a first-round loss last season and the whole speech about there's no failure in sports, if the Bucks lose early in the playoffs, you know, I don't think anybody there is going to escape scrutiny and, and escape criticism. But like I said, I, I, I still think there is time and the Bucks can be a playoff factor in the East, and I expect them to. I still, you know, I, I still think we haven't seen the best of the Giannis and Dame as a duo, and one of the things Doc Rivers has emphasized there since he has got there is to try to for them to try to play more of a two-man game and make use of their offensive gifts together. So, you know, I'm I'm as curious as anyone is how the Bucks will actually fare, but I you know, I you know, can they still be the second best team in the East going into the playoffs? I do think that's in play for them.
4: Um and and again, I'm not saying this is as widely discussed as the Bucks, but the Thunder are interesting, like right? The Thunder and Clippers playing last night and kind of the, both of these with different expectations. What do the Thunder look like in the playoffs? And can the Clippers be as good in the playoffs as they've been in the regular season? Those are fair questions, aren't they?
3: No question. And look, with the Clippers, it's the size thing. I mean, they, they, they've been fantastic. They, they started out 0-5 after the Harden trade, and then they went 33-10. and that that's not a small sample size. That's nice. half a season they've been rolling. But they are still small. They still have troubles with size. And yeah, you know, they're a team that were you know, how healthy they are in the playoffs is gonna decide everything. With the you know, the Thunder, you know, as you say, they they have really no playoff experience and things are different in the playoffs, but I really like what they did at the deadline. There was there was all this clamor that now, why doesn't OKC go out and get some size? Well, they did add size by signing Bismack Biyombo to a rest of the season deal, so he's not going to be, you know, a heavy minute guy there, but he does give them a little bit of size. And it was interesting to see them go out and get Gordon Hayward, who, if Gordon Hayward can get healthy by the playoffs, you know, he's, you know, a guy who's been around and can give them. Some veteran know-how, which is what that group needs. So, I mean, no question. I mean, look, again, you you go through the top ten in the West and it is, you know, it's a minefield. It's, you know, last season was an aberration again with only two 50-win teams. I mean, Dallas has won seven in a row and they've only finally just climbed up to six. It's just, uh, you know, the playoff matchups are going to be it's going to be good stuff from the play in instantly and then obviously in round one.
4: It it, it shall be. He's Mark Stein. Check out the, his podcast along with Chris Haynes, This League Uncut. Um, you can find it wherever you download Podcast Plus reads Work in Substack. Mark, have a great weekend, man. Thanks for joining us. All right, guys. Be good. Uh, Doug Gottlieb and Dan Byron for Dan. Dan, Menchia, Dan. There, there is a scenario. Where,
6: and again, no disrespect, as I'm about to disrespect yep. a bunch of teams in the NBA, yep. but the play-in tournament in the West right now would feature Phoenix, Sacramento, Golden State, and the Lakers. It's better than the actual bracket. of the- No, it, it <laughs> is. It is. And that's actually bad
4: for the NBA yeah. because you're only going to get those teams for one or two games. Correct. The all time backfire. And if you
6: wanted to move one of those teams out, as Mark Stein just said, Dallas needed seven in a row to get out of the playing tournament. So then you would have Dallas in that scenario. Like it's
4: did, did you see this story where um Luke Longley, Scottie Pippen, and Horace Grant <laughs> yes. are doing a hey, let's set the record straight on the last dance tour, but they're only doing it in what, Australia, New Zealand? Uh Tasmania. Yeah. Tasmania. Yep. Yeah, uh, devil of a crowd down there. That's what it is. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I just uh, had to. Taz, by the way, all time favorite character, but has kind of gone away. I don't see Taz overshadowed anywhere. by the wrestler Taz. Maybe yeah, that's why. That's p- very very possible. I don't know who that is, but sure, sure. Um, I w- like. What are those guys doing? What are they doing? We're gonna go. S- we're gonna set the record straight. I think Longley is
6: doing it for. His country to bring Scotty Pippen to bring Horace Grant down. Okay. We I know, think that Horace Grant is probably feels like he was shortchanged in the documentary. I felt actually, I felt bad for Horace Grant, and I just think Scotty wants revenge. Yes. Yep. That's yeah. what it, it is. Yes.
4: But here, here's the thing like, Horace, you left. You did. You left. Yeah. yeah and and look, you, I, this is, we always say this, like, Well, they have the right to leave. He was a free agent. He signed with the Orlando Magic. Fine. And he made more money at the time. Great. What you leave behind is this chance of indelible legacy. The Scotty thing, it's like, (laughs) I mean, there wasn't one lie told. He was called his greatest teammate ever. They made it act like he was the best player in the league when he was never the best player in the league. And they really didn't point out that Early on, when they were losing to the Pistons, early on his career, he was seen as too soft. When they had Brad Sellers, they trade away Brad Sellers, who was kind of dissimilar in how he played, but like six, I think like six nine, Ohio State guy, Brad Sellers. Yeah, and six nine, really skilled, but seen as soft. Trade away to Seattle that draft day trade. They got Scottie Pippen, right, and Scottie was seen as soft, kind of meek, immature, right, early on, and the the the. The Pistons punked him, punked him, punked him. You, like anyone who says, "This is a great, this is a a great kind of giveaway." You know how like somebody can say something, and uh, and you can tell they're not really from there. Like uh, Jay Stew, you you get this. We're both originally from Southern California, from Orange County. Right. So if we start to talk and be like, man, the 714, the 909, and people are like, yeah, yeah, the 949, and the like, nah, you're not from here, bro. Like if you don't know, there are just certain things that you know growing up here that you inherently that, that makes it okay, we we buy your story. We buy your story. Well, um the dead giveaway, if you weren't alive or you had no real understanding of the bulls, is if you do the yeah, Michael Jordan, look at his record before he had Scottie Pippen. Look at him after he had Scottie. Pippen. <laughs> like that that just you're just telling me you don't know. And again, I I love Scottie Pippen. He was a Swiss Army knife. He did so many things, but he wasn't that guy until like year 5 or 6 in the NBA. And he's not Scottie Pippen if he doesn't play with Michael Jordan. No. No. He's somewhere he's not just a guy but he's definitely, definitely not a Hall of Famer. Like, pe- people act like Jordan had some stacked team, because now we look back, like, Horace Grant was young, medical Bill Cartwright, the the Knicks couldn't wait to get rid of him because he couldn't stay healthy. John Paxson, who, just a good player, a great shooter, like, not. And Scottie Pippen was really young and hadn't yet achieved greatness. And Michael Jordan, That's what that's their first championship run. And then they added pieces as they went. But, like, let's not act like that was a Hall of Fame roster at the time.
6: And remember, Jordan left before Horace did. Yes. So I'm just defending Horace Grant a little.
4: Jordan left before Horace. Oh, because Jordan retired? Yeah. And then Horace left? Yeah. And then Jordan came back and played against Horace and, and, and the Magic? Yeah. Hmm. It's good stuff. I just felt like, let's set the record straight. Like, really? Look, there's never going to be another documentary like The Last Dance. We are all during COVID, and it's Michael Jordan. Period. Those two things are not coming back. You can't reset what we already saw. Sorry. I'm Doug Gottlieb. He's Dan Byer. in for Dan the Danettes. Coming up on the Dan Patrick Show, we'll get you into a story revolving invo- involving a punter and false claims and what we do with it now. That's next on the Dan Patrick Show. Fox Sports Radio has
3: the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com.
0: Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a
2: gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments
1: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
4: Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio, along with Dan Byer. I'm Doug Gottlieb. So I don't know if you saw this story yesterday, Dan. Actually, Dan, I do know you saw this story because, well, you do this for a living, right? But I don't know if everybody else saw this story. It is like a radio thing, right, of, of setting the story up. don't know if you saw this, but Matt Ariza was signed by the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, the Chiefs punter uh, was an unrestricted free agent, so it's a it's a it's basically a cost-cutting move for a kid who's super, super talented. And if you remember that name, he's the former punter of the Bills, but he never played for the Bills. He was drafted by the Bills, and then he was accused of sexual assault at a San Diego State a party when he was in college, and the Bills subsequently released him, and he's since been vindicated. Not found not guilty, vindicated. Like video evidence of some sort of alleged either assault or post assault posting, and he wasn't even at the premises of the alleged assault. So it's like, it wasn't, well, he said, she said, it was, she said, but it wasn't actually him. Right? So it's kind of like a now what, Dan? Right? And I've, and, and, and I, I think what happens is we're supposed to go to our sidelines and be the the defenders of all things, women, and not be open to the possibility that though they should have a voice and should feel empowered when they're anybody's violated, man, woman, child doesn't matter. Like there's also something to the the shrapnel we start to pick out from the falsely accused. Right. It's like this is still. Remember, it, he's going to have to play at the minimum and kind of like have to prove himself when there is no. It's again not like he's had to rehab his image. His image was sullied of something he did not do. Sure. Right? And and and
6: I think that there's in in terms of where he is in his career. I I don't mean to be. Callous about it because it stinks that this happened to him. Yes, but it is a bleep happens, and and unfortunately for him, it was it was a big one. And when you look at the Bills situation, like I don't I don't blame the Bills for making the move at that time. In fact, it's a move that we've seen in the NFL time and time again. Your value to the team and what is around you uh, will determine on if you stay around. And he was a draft pick; he had not played. Tough to stand by again. Bleep happens, but like I don't blame the Bills for this. And there's still that's going to be something, or you know, around Matt Ariza. But if you do land in Kansas City, if you play, it does move further and further away.
4: But I, I, you know, I'll, I'll push back on that from, from this standpoint. They couldn't have just removed him from the team commissioner's exempt list okay and just said like hey let's wait until we have some facts now again i don't know what arises or his agent or lawyers original pushback was but we we he was he had to prove his innocence which is the exact opposite way of how it's supposed to be
6: i get it i get it it sounds that is how you I, would think things would be
4: right that's no, just that's not absolutely. how things
6: are. In, yes, but that's you know. what,
4: like, real leadership is. And, and by the way, you pointed out he was drafted. And, look, there's lots of stuff about draft picks you're not going to know, okay, until you're around a guy. But the job of a scout is you got to know everything about these guys. So if you know everything about these guys, now, maybe he was, he's at San Diego State. It's a great party school. You know, Montezuma Mesa likes to get down. So maybe the report was, hey, he's a party guy. Kicks the hell out of football, party guy, and they're like, "What does party guy mean?" He's involved in this some some way, and I I understand. Like we're we're finally to the point where we're listening to women when they have said for years these things have happened. That's a that's actually a good thing. It's a terrible thing to misidentify or to falsely accuse people because that scarlet letter doesn't go away. It's an evil thing, especially when you know it's not them.
6: I, and then maybe this story changes what has gone on previously. Maybe this is a new precedent for it. But in the NFL that
4: he was in and the time that he was in, the Bills really had no decision. The the, the context does matter of the time. Yep. I do think, though, there's a window there to where we can just go, let's press pause, let's move from the team, let's figure out what's what. And the interesting thing is going to be how we handle it now. He doesn't carry a scarlet letter because he didn't do anything wrong. Others have. He has not. Uh, in for Dan Patrick, he's Dan Byron, I'm Doug Gottlieb. Wait to hear what happened to Charlie Woods at a recent golf tournament. That's next on The Dan Patrick Show, Fox Sports Radio.
0: Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25 until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.
7: Everything you love about Mercedes, the style, the comfort, the technology, the choice is now available in electric. The vehicles, all electric. The feeling, all Mercedes. The choice, all yours. Learn more, MBUSA.com slash EQ.